I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey, all welcome to the Shift to Freedom podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have this conversation because this is like a, one of the biggest things that comes for all so many entrepreneurs, business owners is like, how do, what do we do with time? How do we manage time? So I'm joined today by Chelsea Newmeyer, who is a productivity expert. She's going to help us kind of think through uh, systemization, organization of our thoughts, prioritization, and then like systems and processes for productivity. So, so excited to have you, Chelsea. Welcome. Thank you so much, Ben. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, totally. So I'd love, why don't you give us the kind of the... 50,000 foot view of why you got into this space in the first place and like where you come from, so to speak. Sure. Sure. So I always say I've always been a time management productivity nerd. Like I was that kid who got the little agenda in middle school and was like all about the lists and planning it all out. So it's something that's always come very naturally into me and very easily to me. And I went to, you know, pretty small high school. So I got that one on one attention and kind of hung out with the other nerds. So it just like that felt normal to me. Then I went to engineering school for a college and everybody had to like be on top of their game. Everybody was very diligent. Everybody did all their work. Everybody had a plan and had a strategy and then executed it. So it wasn't until I started working in more of the real world with maybe not the nerdiest of people that I realized that this wasn't something that was explicitly taught in schools, you know, like how to break down a project, how to structure and manage your time, how to really think about, you know, what goes best with what throughout your day as you're breaking down your tasks and how to just make things naturally faster. You know, so I, I was kind of just became that go-to expert in my office with my coworkers, with my colleagues, and always had a lot of fun with it. And I was inspired to officially start my business as a coach after reading just really terrible productivity advice, right? Like I was always hungry and looking for more information on how to get faster at things, how to do things a little bit differently, how to do things better. And this book that I was reading talked about, you know, taking a nap in the middle of the day. It was like, brilliant, but I worked at a normal nine to five then. I was like, who's going to, who's going to put a couch in my office for this nap, <laughs> right? And you know, about like blocking off a whole day for creative work. I'm like, who's going to tell my boss that I can't answer her calls for a whole day, right? Like it just didn't feel practical. And I was sick of the advice about getting up at 5 a.m. I was just oh, sick of the advice, that advice that just did not, right? It just didn't match what I enjoyed, what I liked. And I struggled so much to be consistent with habit forming and routines because it just didn't make sense for me. So I wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with individuals to say, you know what? We're going to find a system and a strategy that works best for you based on what you like, based on the things you're already naturally good at, based on your preferences and based on your real life, right? We can't all have this beautiful, rigid schedule and 
just avoid interruptions all day long. Like that's just not reality. So that's what inspired my business. That's what I love to do what I do. That's awesome. And I got to say, I was always jealous of the, of the nerds who had the, the really organized uh, scheduler and like, you know, the, the agenda that the, the teacher would hand out, but then it was like all color coded and all that stuff. I always really liked yes. that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I, I got, I have been using uh, bullet journaling for a while and the, I like, I love to kind of like watch people who organize, you know, on the Pinterest boards and all that stuff who organize the bullet journals, like in such beautiful ways with the, like the washi tape and all that stuff. But that has just like never been my style. So it's, uh, it's really interesting to hear that you do this. So let me ask you kind of, I think I'm, I'm going to start like with most important because it's the most important. And A, since it's the most important, it's all about prioritization. So I'd love to hear, how do you think about what do we decide to do as the priority? And how do we think about prioritizing? Because there's always going to be an infinite number of tasks that are on anybody's plate, especially business owners. So what do we do to kind of organize those things and to think about like what comes first? What do we put first? Oh, such a great question. I love this because you're absolutely right. As entrepreneurs, we have a million things on our plate. And we could add another million if we really got, if we really wanted to, right? So I define productivity as working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goal. So that right thing is what we'll talk about. That's that prioritization piece. The right time is based on energy management and then help you reach your goal. So really having a clear understanding of what's your goal long-term or just what's your goal for the day? What do you have to get accomplished that day? So when we're putting together our to-do list and when we're looking at all of our tasks, we really have to funnel everything through that lens of, is this going to help me reach my goal? So if your goal for this quarter is to launch a new program, to fill 10 seats in your, in your new offer, then changing all the color on your website, that's not really going to help get you there. But it's right? so tempting. But, <laughs> but it's so tempting. It's such a good procrastination technique. I completely agree. But what would be helpful is drafting your emails for your launch, sending a DM, starting those conversations, participating in sales calls, right? Those types of that, those tasks are what helps you reach that goal. So getting really clear on what your goal is, again, short-term and long-term goals can really help with prioritization. But then also when we think about from like a really micro level of day-to-day, there's two approaches. I like the, you know, sometimes there's the eat the frog first approach, right? Like get that hardest, most awful Who's thing that, that you're Brian getting Tracy, out of the way right? first. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yep. Actually, that's not the one I typically go for, right? I need like a warm up. So I tend to put some tasks that give me that momentum to get day started. And I'm like, okay, I'm in it. I'm working. Let's crank it. And, and that I can go work through that. So that's a good thing to know about yourself, right? Do you want to just get that task done out of the way? Do you know that there's potentially interruptions later in your day? Do you often get interrupted? So you have to get that important thing done first. Or maybe your morning is a little bit more scattered. So it's easier for you to just build up that momentum and then really hunker down in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so, uh, so, I, so what I heard you say is really get clear on your goal first. Be really clear on your goal and then make sure that all of your tasks or most of your tasks are leading yes. toward that goal because where where then do we put the the website stuff or you know the the pro- organizing our project management tool and you know like all the, all those things that are like the side the side hustle kinds of things in our business oh my gosh it's so easy to, to say that i always feel like terrible saying that advice because the response is always yeah but i still have to fix my website like i still have to like do all that stuff and i completely agree 
And so that comes with that bigger planning, right? So every week I do what's called, I call it like a brain dump list or mind sleep. There's lots of different things to call this. But every week I think about all of the things I have to do and write it all down. This is just literally everything that I'm thinking about in my head. So like the website, updating my website would be on that brain dump list. And then as I'm planning out my week, I can look ahead to say, okay, where do I have capacity? Where do I have some space in my calendar to take care of one thing? And maybe it's not to redesign the whole website on that first day. Maybe it's just update my about page, right? We're going to get really granular. And then you can plan it out throughout the week when you know you're going to have some space and time. And eventually, unfortunately, sometimes those things do get rolled, right? They do become things that kind of get rolled down the line. But you just have to trust a little bit that that space is going to become available, right? You're not going to be in a launch forever. You're not going to be in this busy time season forever. So that's where that big kind of weekly planning can come into play. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, it sounds like make sure that the things that are driving your, your big goal are there first, that we're putting those in first. This is like Stephen Covey's like kind of big rocks sort of idea. Yep, like exactly. Big rocks I love the first. big rock. Yes. I love that example. Yeah. I'm also one of those people who you said like the eat the frog versus the just like kind of get, get rolling. I'm like one of those get rolling kind of person. Like if I, if I try with eating the frog, I'm just like, uh, I'll spend a lot of time like thinking, but sometimes it's just like easiest to get your hand on the tool or whatever and just like start, start playing around with it. So I get curious to hear, cause you like talked about project management. You talked about, we're, we're like really talking about the productivity stuff. So I'm curious, how do you think about the other like sort of like principles and practices of or organizing a big goal and like making sure that it gets done in some kind of timeline? How do we think about the timelines? How do we, uh, how do we break the project down? That sort of thing. Like how, how do people really, how would you advise people to think about that stuff? Right. So we always work backwards. So if you have a goal in mind, that's the starting point and then we're going to work backwards. But if you don't know how long things are going to take, then it's hard to work backwards. So I always recommend people start with another one of those brain dumps. Actually, right. We're going to get down everything that's going to be involved in that task or project and get really granular about it. If you are building out a new course, I don't want to see design course. I want to see design module one, video one, two, three, four, right? Write script, write outline, you know, record video, like get really granular with everything that you have to do. Think about the sales page and the website update and who you need to talk to and the checkout page, right? Put that all down in one place. So then you can see everything that has to get done for that project. And you're not kind of, you know, you'll never remember something, things will change, but you can be confident that 80 to 90% of what you got to get done is on that piece of paper. And then we can start mapping it out. And when you're mapping it out, think about realistic goals, right? We always think we can get more done in a day than we actually can. So maybe module one is a whole week. If you get it done faster, that's fabulous. We can always work ahead, but we're going to give ourselves that grace to really space things out appropriately and generously. And especially if you're your first time doing it, and then work backwards from there. We know that things can overlap, right? You can be recording your module and working on your sales page at the same time. But I want you to put in those really specific tasks on a day-to-day basis because it helps with procrastination because you know exactly what you have to do and what to start on. And then it can help you think about what's going to build off of each other as I'm mapping these out. And it's not to say that you have to do module one before you do module four. That's not necessarily true. But maybe you want to record all your your videos over three days so that way you only have to get dressed and look nice for three days, do all the recording, and then do all the batching 
of uploading it into whatever system and tool you're going to use. So you can think about what makes sense for your life, for your time. Do you have something big that you have to work around coming up, a big project, a big family event? Are you working another full-time job that's going to be really busy at the time, right? You can think about all the different things as you're mapping it out and be realistic with that timeline. And unfortunately, what kills me about this, I'm a wildly impatient person. So I'm like, I'm going to build a new offer and it's going to be ready tomorrow. Like that's how my brain works. So unfortunately, we also just have to like give ourselves that extra space. We have to just be patient with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. Cause I think that's, um, you know, I, I deal with a lot of like kind of pretty badass entrepreneurs and they're like, th- their problem is not like getting themselves moving and doing stuff. The problem is like, how do I do more? How do I get more things done? How do I get there faster? Like all that stuff. And so I think there is this, there is this question of, um, like, how do we think? Cause for me, I'm always like mindset. I'm like, how do we think about this thing such that we can have a relationship with our productivity that is resourceful for ourselves so that we're not like beating ourselves up so that we're not like kind of grinding through our days and feel like we're really grinding through our days, but that we feel like we feel resourceful and happy and productive, that sort of thing. Yeah. And again, I think that comes with giving us extra space. It's more time than you think you're going to need so that if you do wake up one day and you feel really lousy, you're not screwing up your entire project plan because you have to take an afternoon to rest and take care of yourself. When we build it so that module one, two, three, four, five are all done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you give yourself no wiggle room for life for things that just come up, for not feeling your best, for your kid getting sick or your dog getting sick. Like you, you just give yourself no breath for that. And so that's why it's so important to, to space those things out and give yourself more time. Again, you can always work ahead. If you are like feeling it and you're in the zone, go for it. Bonus reps. But bonus reps, exactly. But there's no reason to force it and set yourself up for stress later on. Awesome. On, on that note, I'm curious, um, what are, so what are some of the mistakes that, that people make around productivity? What do you think are, you mentioned when we first started talking that there are like, there's like all that kind of quote unquote bad productivity advice out there. So what do you think are some of the things that are like, like, don't, you know, maybe take it with a grain of salt or whatever. Like what are the, what's the, the advice that you wouldn't give people? Sure. So I would say productivity is personal, right? So it's it's doing things just because you think everybody else is doing it, right? You Google like what's the best morning routine and nine out of 10 articles are going to be about waking up at 5 a.m. Listen, if you like to wake up at 5 a.m., go for it. Go for it. Again, <laughs> it's all you. Love that for you. But I spent so long trying to force myself to wake up and work out and failing at it over and over and over again and then feeling like a failure when I realized I was like, I I'm just not a person who hits the ground running. If I, but if I wake up and have a little coffee, do my morning routine, like get dressed, then I'm good to go, right? Like I just needed to give myself that, have permission to give myself that wiggle room. So don't just do a, a routine or don't just follow a structure because you think everybody else is going to do it. And similarly, the best tools for you are the ones that you can be consistent with. So if you are a paper and pen person, stick with paper and pen. There's no need to force yourself to be digital if that's not going to work for you and vice versa. So those are just kind of the overarching philosophies that I work within that it's got to work best for you. And then the other common mistake I see people make is they give themselves like 15 things to do every single day and then constantly feel like they're drowning because all they're doing is rolling those things over and over and over onto their 
their daily task list. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, actually, I, I do get curious. How do you think about those things? Because you mentioned earlier, the ones that sort of they stay on the to-do list over and over and over and over and over again. So now here we are two months down the road and you're still seeing the same task that you've had on the list for all that long. How do you, how do you think about those specific things? Yes. So again, I do this brain dump every week. I don't recommend doing it more than that because then we just like, you're, you're just going to procrastinate by rewriting your to-do list. And by you, I mean me, that's exactly nice. what I do. So <laughs> just do it once a week. If you bring the same thing over after a month, that's when you need to question, is this actually a priority? Like, is this actually something important to me that I need to prioritize this week? Or is it really not that important and I can take it off the list and trust that it's going to come back when it actually is important or I have time and space? Or is it something I can delegate? Can I outsource this? Can I hire someone to help me? Can I ask a family or friend to, to do this for me? Right? So those are really your three options. If you're carrying a lot on your list after a month to six weeks, you got to ask yourself, what's it doing on your list? Yeah. What's the purpose in the first place? Yeah. I, I really like the the question from Essentialism by McKeown, I think, or McKeown. I don't whatever. Just like what, what would happen if I just like stopped doing this thing entirely? Like who would notice or what what would blow up or whatever if I just like were to say, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore as, <laughs> as like a kind of rule of thumb for getting rid of stuff. I really like that. Let me kind of go to the mailbag here and ask you a few questions from from people that we've we've heard. This is a good one. How do we think about the balance between the sort of the inside work in the business and the outside work? So the the stuff that's like customer facing and the stuff that is like the website is a great example because it's on so many people's lists, but you know, the stuff that that is like the working on the business versus the working in the business kind of stuff. How do you think about that balance? Absolutely. I love it. I, I think that's such a great question for entrepreneurs because we got in the business to do the outside work. Like we got in we started our business to like talk to our clients, to like do the fun design work, to coach people, like to do that fun stuff. So it's so easy to just default to that behavior or that work and get really bogged down with everything else. So it's implementing something like a CEO day or a CEO afternoon, right? It's just blocking that time. It's being really intentional. You're going to get faster at it every time you do it, right? If you hate doing your books, the more you do it, the faster it gets. So making sure that you have that time locked in your schedule, pick a day that works for you, block off a couple hours and just prioritize that during that time and make sure that your calendar is blocked from client work. Awesome. So you basically take a retreat at some on some cadence in your business and, exactly. and do your CEO stuff. Cool. Lo- yeah. Love that. Okay. Let's say we're, we're doing some hiring and we've got, we've got some people on the team. They're helping. How do we think about the balance between like leading empathetically and, you know, authentically and also ensuring that the the things that we brought people on to help with in the first place are like also getting done and making sure that those things are, are getting done? So how do you how do you think about kind of balancing that? Sure. I think it's really important to understand how other people work, too. Right. So, again, we're I'm talking about all about productivity is personal. So how you'd structure your calendar, your week, your to-do list, your tasks is going to make the best sense for you. So you have to trust that your team and support your team to do that for themselves. And maybe you hired someone who's a night owl. And so all of their stuff is going to be delivered to you at 10 PM at night. And you're going to look at it at seven o'clock in the morning. And that's, and that's got to be okay with you, or there's has to be a conversation around it. I think that communication is really, really important in establishing what those boundaries are and if like, okay, I'm going to send it to you at 10, but please don't look at it until the next morning. Like just, you know, again, just building that relationship, both 
boss and, and, and um, contractor or employee. So okay, it just really comes back to letting them craft the schedule and craft their tasks in a way that is going to work best for them and being really clear and communicative about the timeline and expectations and boundaries that you have around their work. And I mean, unfortunately, it might not be a great fit, right? Like if you need someone who's also a morning person who's going to show up at 7 a.m. on a work call with you, then that's a good question for you to know and bet during the hiring process. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, so then we have somebody who's in who maybe we have had that communication. We are on uh, on top of that stuff. What about the the flip side of that, which is like the making sure that it is actually getting done? How do you think about that? Or how do you set up systems to to do that? Yeah, I actually just hired a podcast manager. So this is (laughs) my first hire, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. And I love her because she's incredibly organized and has a Trello board and just assigns me a bunch of crap and then I have to go take care of it. And so that's amazing. And so if you're working with someone, make sure you're managing up, right? Like we have to be supporting the whole team. So don't be shy to, to ask for exactly what you need. And uh, in both directions, right? If your boss is t- taking too long to respond, or if you're if the person who you're working for is taking too long to respond, then say like, "Listen, in order for me to maintain the cadence that we agreed to, this is this is the response rate that I expect, and vice versa." Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. Uh, what are your favorite productivity hacks? Oh. Okay. So the first thing is I. This is so hard for me too, but I don't give myself anything more than five tasks on a day to day basis. I know that I'm going to end up with five more, right? But we start with five and I block out my calendar. So time blocking and a minimal to-do list is going to be your your best bet, mostly because I know that I can get more done. I'm a paper and plan person, paper and pen person. And my to-do list is a half sheet of recycled paper. So like, it doesn't need to be sexy. It doesn't need to be sophisticated. (laughs) Again, find that term that works for you. My other favorite like more hack things are turn off the race to wake on your phone. If you have an iPhone, that's the function that when you lift your phone up, the screen turns on, turn that off so that it on, your phone only turns on when you interact with it. You'll be amazed by how much less appealing your phone becomes if it's not lit up at you all the time. And then I also use like work mode. So it's not the same as do not disturb. It doesn't block people from reaching out to me, but it limits what my homepage on my phone looks like to like only the most essential apps in my calendar. And then it doesn't give me like email notifications. It doesn't show how many texts have come in. Like all those little red dots are gone until I physically go look for them. So work mode. And do you find it in the same place as do not disturb? Because I use do not disturb. It's in the exact same place. Yep. And you can customize it. So you can customize what apps do come up for you and what doesn't. So it, it really, really helps. Cool. That's awesome. I love that. Anything else that you would say for somebody for these like re- really busy leaders? They're you know they are just like kind of the feeling is like burning the candle at both ends. There's a lot of overwhelm. Anything else you'd say to them to do or to pr- be in the practice of the habit or the routine of doing that can help to kind of mitigate the feeling of overwhelm or burnout? Yeah, I'd say that. Establish some kind of work ritual for yourself. So it just helps you get into that zone. So for me, this is really silly, but like if I'm going to get into work mode, I clip my hair back up. I put on lipstick because for some reason it helps me prevent snacking. And I text my husband that I'm working. He knows I'm working. I work the exact same hours every day. 
but I just like tell him that I am. And somehow that like holds me more accountable. But those three to four things just put my mind in a spot of like, that I'm working now and it helps me avoid distraction. So if you can build up whatever little ritual, maybe lighting a candle, maybe putting on a certain playlist or type of music, it could be whatever feels good for you. But build up that little ritual so that you are, it's easier to transition in the zone and it's easier to avoid distractions. Oh, I love it. I love it. And on that note, like paint us the picture, paint us the, the sort of the fantasy of like, what is it like when all of this is working and banging on all cylinders? And like, what's the ideal? What's the end goal of, of productivity as you see it? I always say that when I work with clients, you're going to wake up knowing exactly what you have to do and you're going to end your day feeling accomplished. Mm, love that. Love that. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Okay, Chelsea. Well, so how can people, if uh, people are really into this, which I know a lot of listeners are, because we got a lot of questions about this stuff specifically. If people are really into this and they want to find out more or they like, let's say they want to figure out their own personal working style or their own personal productivity style. How would they find out more about that from you or, um, or get involved? Sure. So my Instagram is Chelsea and coaching. It's Chelsea with a Y um, or my website's ChelseaNewmeyer.com. And I, again, I do one-on-one coaching. So again, we can really get into the nitty gritty of what is personal about productivity for you. And then if you just need like a little entry, a little like gateway into this, I do inbox audits because we spend so much time in our emails and it's often people's biggest time waster, biggest time suck on any given day. So just some tips and tricks to help you manage your email faster, get to inbox zero at the end of the day without making inbox zero like this extra task or this extra opportunity to procrastinate because people love to procrastinate in their inbox. Yeah, right on. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. I, I tend to think of, I love this metaphor. Somebody, I don't know where I got it from, but email is like a hydra, you know, like the hydra, when you cut off one head, like two heads grow back. It like, yes. it, it feels like that's what's going on with email all the time. It's like, you just like can't get through the whole thing. So this has been a really great conversation, Chelsea. I really appreciate you coming on and kind of like thinking through this major task. I mean, this is one of the biggest things that gets in the way of people's freedom is how do we manage our time and make sure that the things that are the most important are getting done. So I really appreciate you sharing your expertise. I want to ask, What's one of your top five productivity books that you really like recommending? Oh, boy. So <laughs> it's like embarrassing how few productivity books I actually read because that one book was such a turnoff. But I think I actually really enjoy books on like habits. So Atomic Habits oh. is probably one of my favorites. So anything about like, habits and routines, which are different and how we can just build up that natural strengthen ourselves to get things awesome done. i will also pour some fuel on that atomic habits fire i love it i just had a client say i just finished this book i can't believe i haven't read this yet i was like it's so good so i know people who read it every year oh man it's, so it's, it's really solid it's a really good book so if you're looking for a book to read check that out uh chelsea thank you so much for coming people go check out her website go check out her ig and uh thanks so much for coming on and having the conversation thank you Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. 
If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.